Hello, and welcome to the Unqualified Culinary Critics. We are a Vegas-based podcast that celebrates food and culture. Join us as we talk about our food and cultural experiences, and we do hope that these stories connect in some way to each one of you as well. This episode is very special because we're going to be focusing on a country on the other side of the world that one of us visited recently. The person who visited this country was not me. It was Ashley. Ashley visited Japan. Uh, So this episode, we're just going to go over her trip and all the food she got to eat and like cultural aspects of her trip that she got to see. And she's going to go through everything and tell us all about it and then make us even more excited about traveling there someday. Yes, yes. All right, Ashley. (laughs) How do you want to get this started? Well, um, I think how I'm going to talk about this is really just go by day by day mm-hmm. so that um, it's not going to be like disorganized. So I think we're just going to start with that. Mm-hmm. That sounds good to me. All right. So as you see in the title, Japan Kansai region, I did travel primarily in that area. Um, the initial plan, however, was that I wanted to go to Tokyo and then I wanted to spend some time there and then uh, end up taking the train or the plane to Osaka. But after some research and some careful thought, I decided to just stick to being in Osaka, Kyoto, etc. in the Kansai region. So with that, I basically am just going to start off by saying that majority of the trip that I took, especially when I landed, was I took the plane, obviously, to land in the Kansai airport. And then I took the train to Osaka and I don't know how long it took but it was a peaceful ride because I think you had to be quiet when you were in the train but um, I will say though um, the first day when we landed we kind of just wanted to get our bearings straight and you know get our baggage take the train eventually change trains as well and then find our main station where we were going to primarily go in and out of for the trains and then we we went to our hotel had something to eat, and then um, kind of rested up in preparation for day two. So day two really was just traveling the city of Osaka. And a lot of you may be aware that Osaka is one of the food capitals or like food areas in Japan. And it's like, it's huge with like takoyaki. And I don't know a lot of the other dishes. Victoria, do you want to chip in on that one? Oh, I'm not sure either. <laughs> oh, it's okay. But I think maybe we'll just, um, I'll just mention takoyaki since I'm a little more familiar with that, even though I actually didn't eat um, takoyaki there. But I did go to Manu Park, and Manu Park, basically, you should do take the train, um, you get off on Manu Station, and Manu Park is a really nature-y, you're, you're basically taking a hike from the station to the waterfalls, and that's the focal point as to taking the trip to seeing like going to the park basically Mm -hmm. so I don't know how long it took for my family and me to to get to the waterfalls but um we just like stopped and took a lot of pictures I took a lot of nature pictures when I was there and um it was just really really nice you get to see some shops and homes and restaurants I didn't really see any um fast food joints so which is okay because like the local places I think I, I wanted to emphasize more about trying food from the local restaurants there so another thing I want to add about Manu Falls is that I did go in October. So around the autumn time, 
around October, November, the leaves change. So unfortunately, when I was there, I didn't get to see the leaves fully change color. It was kind of like in the beginning, but it's okay. I just wanted to see the experience and then the long hike and just eventually seeing the waterfalls. So it was really beautiful. I did try some stuff there. I think I had Actually, no, I did have uh, some sweet stuff there, which is ironic given that I don't really eat sweets, but that's okay. I just wanted to try. But the snack that I had, it's basically called a momoji tempura, which is uh, fried maple leaves to simply um, sum up what it means. And they basically dip the leaves in the batter and then they fry it and then it's a sweet treat. So they find a way to sweeten it and then it, t- it tastes pretty good. And um. You'll see pictures of that when I uh, post the pictures on Instagram. So it was really nice. Um, had some beef curry there. I totally recommend going to um, a new park if you're like stressed out and you just want to take a long walk. I'd say this is the perfect place to get a walk or take a walk and um, basically experience what nature has to offer. It's really, really beautiful. Probably one of my favorite tourist attractions when I was in Osaka. After Manu Park, we headed to Osaka Castle and took some pictures. The castle is really iconic. It is located in the city. I don't know what exactly where, but it is in the city. It's like across from NHK Japan uh, Broadcast Studios. So that's that's how I can explain where it is. I couldn't go inside the castle because we did take that long walk in in um in the new park. So when we were in the castle, we just took pictures from outside. But the castle is really beautiful, architecturally built. Like it's just really really beautiful overall. Um big important um, place to go to and visit because it's like a huge part of the history in Japan. And um, for dinner, we headed to Dotonbori. And um, I will tell you right now, I do apologize if I'm mispronouncing a lot of the terms. I don't have any experience in learning Japanese culture. I didn't take any classes to learn how to speak it or read it. So I apologize for my ignorance on there. I'm not trying to be insulting in any way. But when I was in Dotonbori, it's a really famous food plaza, and the place is a huge tourist attraction as well, like Manu. And like I said earlier, uh, takoyaki is one of the big staples in Osaka. And if you don't know what takoyaki, Victoria, would you like to explain that one? I'll <laughs> give you the spotlight. <laughs> yes, I love takoyaki. So, taco in Japanese means octopus, and then yaki just means fried. Um, oh, and I know this because I took four years of Japanese in high school. I'm not going to say that I'm an expert. I'm not, but I know one or two things (laughs) about Japan. Um, So, yeah. So, they're like these little fried balls that have um, octopus in them. And they're, I think they're delicious. I love takoyaki. Um, (laughs) And they're like topped with like mayonnaise and um, fish flakes and like stuff uh, like seaweed and stuff. They're really, really good. Um, but the thing is that you always have to be cautious when you get them because they're super duper hot and you can burn yourself. I've had that happen on many occasions, even when I knew better, <laughs> because they're just so good. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. But yeah, that's what they are. <laughs> Thank you, Victoria. Yeah, um, takoyaki mm-hmm. is like, I, I've seen some places there that served um, that served it. And I know I sent you a picture of, like, mm-hmm. a place where there was, like, an octopus, like, on the top. And yeah. Then, yeah, you'll see that on Instagram, too. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's, like, one of the places, or that's one of the staples there. And then the cool thing about Dotonbori is that there's, like, so many places, so many businesses with bright lights, but not, like, flashing, no. Um, when you're out there at night, 
the building lights will be on and you can just like take a look and just look like around like yes there's so much people because it's so popular but you can just see how bright everything is and how beautiful the area is and then you're also on a river Mm-hmm. But of course, we were on a bridge. But you can also like take a look at all the restaurants. You can go to the businesses there. And then there's also a thing where um, they have a boat that you can ride on. And from my understanding, they used to play or they still do. They had like jazz music where they would play it while you're on the <laughs> boat. And then they're playing it. I wanted, I almost did that, but I was kind of like, mm-hmm. um, I ended up choosing against it because I kind of just wanted to stick to more of like um, going to attractions that are like you don't really have to pay for admission. You can just go and experience the the beauties yeah. of where it is you want to go to. So that's yeah. what we did with Dotonbury. Day two, um, we took the train to Kyoto and um, we did experience seeing the bamboo forest. And it was really nice, quiet, a little bit quiet, but there were some people there. And mm-hmm. um, it was just really beautiful overall. There were no pandas there. It's not a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> but I keep thinking to myself, there should be some pandas there, but no, no, um, too small yeah. for for pandas. But it was really beautiful. I like how the stalks are like all together, and then just I guess like the aesthetic, and then it had some music playing in the background too, to just accommodate the ambience and the serenity of just visiting this quiet forest. And then, um, yeah, I really liked it there, and I, I was able to see it up close, take some pictures. And I had some food from local vendors. And I know that I had a Namafu cheese cutlet, a beef cutlet, and I even tried their bean curd soba. I actually wanted udon, but it's okay that I tried soba there too. And then my family had a matcha ice cream. Again, pictures will be on Instagram. You'll, you'll, your mouth will probably water yeah. just by seeing the pictures. After I had some, um, had some delicious food there, I went to the kimono forest and I was just like, pretty much looking at all kinds of various patterns there and I'm thinking to myself like I didn't rent a kimono I didn't wear any because I kind of just was more about like looking and sightseeing but just looking mm-hmm. at the patterns there it kind of made me wanted to you know maybe try, try it again next time yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yes yeah but it's really it's really beautiful um i keep saying that it's like it's just you see the patterns it's it's aesthetically pleasing it's just like mm-hmm. it's just a surprise and it's just in a good way but it's just it's just i i don't know how i don't have a lot of words to say it but all i can just say it's just a really good experience there so i took another train to um Gion district i don't know how to say that properly uh, it's g i o n district and the area is known for some geishas, but in that in Kyoto in this region, they're known properly as geikos. So I think it's G E I if it's double K or one K and an O S, and um, that's what they're known for in the area. We were able to um, see a little bit of we were able to see them a little bit, but we couldn't take pictures of them for like privacy reasons, which we understand. But um, we did visit that area but it was getting dark and we were kind of still tired from yesterday's walk but it was really nice i when i was seeing pictures of guy on it kind of like it just made me think like oh i want to go there i want to see that area we didn't go in the morning but we did go at night like i said but just being there at least we were able to make the trip to see that area i got kind of lucky where when i took some photos it wasn't a big crowd or anything so it was um it was really nice and i i do want to say that I didn't see a lot of Kyoto when I was there, 
I think maybe because we were just tired from the walk from um, going to Manu uh, the day before. <laughs> and I know that Kyoto is a huge city and that's like one of the capital or I believe Nintendo, I play Nintendo is um, also not sponsored. Um, is uh, <laughs> <this> episode is, <laughs> um, yeah. all I'm trying to say is Nintendo's headquartered there. I'm yeah. trying to say that this episode isn't sponsored by Nintendo, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, they... Kyoto used to be the capital of Japan. That's good to know. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, way way back when. <laughs> yes, yes. I just I didn't see the whole city itself. I just saw part of it, and I'm kind of like thinking to myself, when I go back, I'm gonna have to um see more of Kyoto because mm-hmm. I just saw like a very small percentage of it because of how um. I was on a time thing as well. Yeah. But yeah, that's something that I'll have to um think about and um visit again in the future. So day three, we did go to Nara. And uh, Nara is known for their deer. And um, I thought that when I was there, I was going to bypass the deer. I was not prepared to see their deer because I thought that the area that I was going to be passing by, we, we were not going to... um interfere with the deer in any way Mm -hmm. but um i was going to visit the todashi temple and explore part of the area but when we were going to the temple when we were going to todashi temple we had to um go through the deer oh no like yeah yeah it was they were wild they're very um they're very active they'll walk towards you and it was um i felt kind of scared because i'm not very familiar with um animals too well because i don't have pets in my house mm-hmm. and so it's like the the phobia of dogs is starting yeah. to come to me yeah no i totally energy. get that yeah if you go to todashi temple that may be the only way you may have to um go by or you can like cross the street and bypass them but it's, it's deer area there yeah. but the deer is nice they're not going to really bite you if you keep your distance and if you um like respect your boundaries you're just like if you're visiting, it's understand that if you're, if you're visiting and they're based there, we just have to respect that too. And then um, mm-hmm. the food, you can't feed them your own food. You have to um, go to a vendor. They'll be selling the cakes or whatever it is that they're um, being fed. And then you can just feed it to them and stuff. So it was, it was really nice. And then the temple itself had a big turnout. It looked like a lot of children were getting the field trips to see the area. It's a big part of the mm-hmm. history there. It's really nice to just see a lot of people um, visiting the temple and um, it's really cool. And then um, after that, I took, before I left for Uji, which was on the same day, I did get some udon and it was, it looked like it was fresh and then um, the food was good. And then there was like a vegetable tempura Mm -hmm. that I had that I really liked there as well. So I'm glad that I finally had udon (laughs) when I was there and then had their fresh tempura and all that so it was really nice i ate that in the station but the station there it's clean so i i like that i think all stations are really clean they try to really um keep the area as clean as possible and um yeah. they don't they don't leave it dirty so it's it's a good thing so we did wait take... so i have a question then mm-hmm. sorry you i could. should probably wait but it's relevant <laughs> so then they have food vendors in their stations or since you said you ate it at the station uh, there's restaurants in the station. In the station. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's really nice. And mm-hmm. I forgot to add. Um, but this kind of is actually after I ate at the station. I saw like people making mochi, and it was really funny <laughs> because it's like, um, see, I can't really describe it too well. But we were crowding an area, 
where people were making fresh uh, mochi. They were pounding it. Yeah. There was a guy with the mallet, and then there's a guy um, holding the mochi, turning it around. So it's like the guy with the mallet will pound one side, and then the guy will with the mochi will turn it around, and mm-hmm. then um, the guy with the mallet will pound it again. It's like yeah. back and forth, and you have to be really quick because you don't want to get hurt. So yeah, I was gonna that's say like that. The thing. Don't they have to like do it very fast? Cause like mm-hmm. like flip the mochi quickly because then they'll get their hand caught. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, that was what happened. But it was really neat. They did try. My family did try some the mochi there, and they they liked it. And I was like, I, it's not that I missed out, but it's like I'm glad that I was able to see. I wanted to take pictures of the mochi, which mm-hmm. I did, but. Not as clear as I envisioned, but I had to be mm-hmm. aware that there were a lot of people that were interested in taking pictures and also seeing how the people make it there. Mm-hmm. So after that, we did go to Uji. And um, it was getting a little bit dark because it was um, near dinner time. So we took the train from Nara, got some matcha and some green tea because um, the reason I visited Uji was because they're known for that. They're known for their green tea. They're known for their matcha. Mm-hmm. And uh, given that you are known to um, drink a lot of stuff with matcha in it, I did get some uh, matcha and I do like I don't know much about matcha overall. I did try it, but mm-hmm. I wasn't really like too entirely keen on it because it's like <laughs> the sweet part. But that's yeah. just my fault. That's my that's a big me problem on there. And I had like I had a tempura in Manu Park and I was mm-hmm. like, it's sweet. But I'm like, well, I'm just going to give it a try because like I'm here. It's what they're yeah. known for as well. So, yeah, just, it's fine. But the matcha thing, I didn't try their matcha there. So, like, um, I don't, do you want to like describe matcha overall to our listeners? Um, I mean, if you haven't had matcha before, I feel like the best way to describe it is that it kind of has like a little like earthy flavor and like it can be a little bitter. Um, but the thing is that I feel like a lot of places add a lot of sugar to it. So a lot of times, like, you'll, it'll be very sweet. That makes sense. Because I think when I tried it, there was sugar in the mm-hmm. matcha that I had. That's why I wasn't too into it. Yeah. But I mean, I don't have a lot of experience with matcha at all. Other than just trying it that one time. Mm-hmm. I think um, I do want to meet with you to give you... I have something for you, actually from the trip and um no way. i'm not gonna tell you what it is <laughs> but i do have something for you surprise all right mm-hmm. and um i did get some matcha maybe you can like determine the difference between wh- which which is the american one the american version and then the version from uji oh my and god you can, um, yeah <laughs> do like a blind taste get- test <laughs> uh i don't know oh, it's up to you it's up to you i'll, I'll be happy to film it if you want like <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I just yeah, I I think it'd be kind of cool that you get to like compare and contrast mm-hmm. which one's better and yeah. all that. So yeah, I'll I'll give you some um some matcha so that you can try it and then you can also like have for your um for your drinks as well. Yeah. Oh, that's very kind of you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. And just you know for you know being a good co-host as well with you and Sierra. So that's why I just want to extend the appreciation (laughs) so yes and you know the cool thing about uji is that it's really quiet when i was there i did go to a park to take some pictures of um their scenery and stuff Mm -hmm. so um i really like that and then um we did walk around uh we were really vigilant but it was really safe when we were there japan is known for being one of the safest countries in the world to Mm -hmm. have a low crime rate but Mm -hmm. we were able to get back to our hotel in one piece but it was getting dark. It was around um, dinner time that we were there. And just seeing the area 
I really liked it. I really liked how quiet it was. And I just liked that it's, um, everything was like, it looks so beautiful just being in Uji. And um, to finish off the night, we did take the Shinkansen. It's a fast train. And I don't know how long it took. I feel like it took like maybe 10 to 20 minutes in range to um, go back to Osaka. And then we just ate a bento box that we bought from a nearby market and um, had dinner. And that was it for um, day three. And then day four is um, a big trip for us, which was we went to Kobe. And they're known for their Kobe beef. And um, I know how expensive it is, but I figure, you know, I just give this experience a try. I don't eat fine dining often, so I thought that this would be a good opportunity to try their Kobe beef in Kobe. <laughs> so that was what we did. It was kind of like, um, I don't know which one. Victoria, have you ever been to like a restaurant serving like Jap- Japanese cuisine? And have you heard of Oja here? Oja? No, I haven't. So it's kind of like a, it's a Japanese restaurant. You can eat inside or you can go for... I don't know which one is which, hibachi or teppanyaki. I know that when you're there, you can choose to like eat where they'll cook the food for you. And that mm-hmm. was what it is that um, we experienced. But it was fine dining, so there wasn't a lot of, um, it wasn't too loud. It was very, um, very peaceful. And mm-hmm. then uh, we just like tried the steak. We were able to like select the cut and then we would just try tried the way that they cooked and stuff and there was like a lot of opportunities to just try it with salt and pepper or try it with wasabi honestly mm-hmm. i'm not really into wasabi that much because of the taste but Wait. i was just like huh sorry i just had this question right now yeah does the wasabi over there taste different than the one here see i can't really give you a good answer on that because my attitude is when i tried wasabi when i was younger it's i didn't like it Mm-hmm. I feel like it tastes the same, but that's not going to be very helpful of an answer because I don't yeah. really know. I can't really tell very well. Yeah. Um, when I last tried wasabi was that very um, time that I was eating the Kobe beef. But it mm-hmm. wasn't too bad when I had the wasabi there, but I'm just not a wasabi person in general. Yeah, So no, I don't just... like it either. But I was just wondering because like someone the other day was like, oh yeah, like wasabi is just horseradish here and they just pretended. And I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that's not really true. It kind of tastes like that, mm-hmm. but um, that's not really true. Mm-hmm. It's um, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we like tried it with all kinds of um, spices and then we, we ate that and it was, it was good. Um, will I do it again in the future? I will admit, not really, because I feel like the amount that we got, the amount of food that we got from that trip or from that um, that restaurant, it's smaller than, than the actual price, if that makes any sense. You're not really <laughs> getting entirely what you're paying for. I mean, I think we all know that Kobe beef is expensive right now, mm-hmm. so that's kind of a big thing. And then you, you're not only just paying for the food, you're also paying for the experience. So that's yeah. another thing that I have to add as well. But the people there are really nice. And they were able to accommodate us. We didn't have a reservation, but we were able to um, still dine with them. And um, it was pretty cool. I'm glad that I had that experience. I recommend giving it a try just to see. But I would also like caution that it is it is expensive. But please do give that a try because it's like maybe a once in a lifetime thing. You know, just like just yeah. treat yourself, you know, that, that yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah. So after our meal... We did walk throughout the city of Kobe, and we went to the Kobe Nunobiki Herb Gardens and Ropeway. So we rode up a tram. We did have to pay for our mission for that, but it's totally fine because 
this is probably the only attraction that we did have to pay for admission, aside from trains and uh, souvenirs and stuff. So we were there, and just looking at the gardens, it's so surreal. You're like from the mountains, and you're just like seeing an overview of the view of Kobe, and I really like that. And I'm trying to see, there was a lot of floral arrangements in the area. I got so carried away. I was just taking pictures of all kinds of flowers that look so beautiful. It was very peaceful there. There was some classical music, which I actually like to hear playing in the background. It just accommodates the area, the atmosphere of where we were at. But we were not able to stay there the entire time because we did come in before closing. So we were just there for about like less than an hour. But just being able to see that area, just being able to see that attraction was something that I don't regret. You get to see flowers, you get to see herbs, you get to buy like all kinds of souvenirs and stuff. The souvenir that I got was just taking pictures. So that's like the best thing. And I really liked it. Like I've been seeing it so many times, but I really do enjoy it there. And then the next day we were just getting ready, packing up and getting ready to leave Japan. Um, we did get some souvenirs for our loved ones <laughs> and... Um, it it was it was really sad because I just I'm gonna like miss being in Japan, just enjoying the scenery, the culture, seeing how clean it is, seeing that um everything's a lot more I guess when I was there it was safe and it's civil. So I, I really liked it. There wasn't a lot of like crazy stuff happening. Everybody's simply living their lives, doing what they wanna do, mind their own business and it was really calm, so I really liked that. So I just kinda had to quickly wrap up for day five because it really just wasn't much i was just in Dotsonbury, and like i said i was just getting souvenirs for for loved ones as well and that's pretty much it so i really did enjoy my stay in the kansai region i really do want to go back to japan so that's something that i um am looking to do in the future so that's all i have to say about the trip okay so i do have a few questions for you Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna start off with the silliest question so you said for the deer you had like there is vendors that were selling food specifically to feed them and stuff and you said they were like little rice crackers or um i didn't really say rice crackers i did say that it was like a cake kind of thing okay but i could be mistaken that it may not be a cake it's just something that mm -hmm. they can eat but i'm pretty sure it isn't really cake but it could be like a cookie yeah, yeah. kind of thing Oh, okay, because I'm just here like, I wonder if people can eat that too. Good question. <laughs> I mean, I don't think people would want to, but yeah, I don't know. That's just a little random question I had. Okay, <laughs> but so since you were in the Kansai region, I have to ask, did you have um, okonomiyaki? So okonomiyaki is like, I, re I remember learning about this in school. Um, it's a very popular dish in that area. And like, there's actually two versions of it. So there's the Kansai version, and then there's the Hiroshima version. So, like, the difference is the way that they're cooked, but they're, um, for the most part, similar ingredients. Like, the, the foundation is similar. Mm -hmm. So they're called, um, like, savory pancakes, or sometimes they'll get called Japanese pizza. But they're, like, um, it's a batter that's made out of flour with, like, this Japanese, they'll have, like, Japanese grated yam. Water, eggs, shredded cabbage, green onions, and, like, meat. It's usually, like, pork belly. And it's, like, topped with um, mayonnaise and, like, an egg or something. I've had the Kansai version before, but it's pretty good. Um, But, yeah, but, like, the difference between the Kansai and Hiroshima is that, like, the Kansai is more like a flat pancake that they make. And they mix it all together. And then with the Hiroshima version, it's, like, layered. 
But yeah, but like, I know that that's a very famous dish in that area, and I was wondering if you had tried it. So unfortunately, I did not. I didn't know about the dish until you brought it up. Mm -hmm. um, if there is something that I would like to express regret is besides not being able to see a lot of Kyoto mm -hmm. is also exploring and trying all kinds of staples, such as the dish that you just mentioned mm -hmm. during my stay in, in Japan. So um, unfortunately, I didn't really have a lot of chances to try all kinds of foods. And given that I was also there for about roughly six nights to seven mm -hmm. days, I wasn't able to try everything that was out there. And also because I, ha I have a um, dietary restriction too. But from my understanding, the dish that you just said um, doesn't have mm -hmm. like um, a lot of seafood. There is some like um, no, there's some fish. Well, yeah, they, they usually have, like, um, fish flakes on it. Mm -hmm, the bonito like flakes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they'll, like, put that at the top or whatever, garnish it with it. But, yeah, as for, like, fish, they usually, um, sometimes they'll have, like, it just depends. Like, you can honestly just pick your meat if you want meat with it. Because um, usually it's traditionally served with pork belly. But sometimes they'll use bacon, they'll use squid, octopus, shrimp, vegetables, whatever. It's, like how you want it okay yeah um we did i was not able to try that i will admit i was a lot more focused on sightseeing and just trying to see like mm -hmm. what is it that this beautiful country has to offer and i just mm -hmm. wanted to see it with my own eyes so i will admit i was kind of more focused on the cultural side of just seeing like the like manu park and just the castle um seeing nara etc those those kinds mm -hmm. of things um yeah, that's something that I wish I would... I wasn't paying attention completely to the food part entirely, but I did eat ramen. I had um, ramen. <laughs> I had um, soba, like I said, when I was in Kyoto. I had uh, udon, had Kobe beef. I think it's just like the more well-known staples that um, Japan is known for, but <laughs> I didn't... Um, I, I am sorry I didn't really have the chance to do a lot of research and trying all kinds of foods there, especially the dish that you mentioned. If I had known better, if I had known more more of like what is what is like what what other foods that the that Osaka, the Kanzai region is known for, I would have like totally have gone there to just like tried it and all that kind of stuff. But so that's mm -hmm. um there was just a lot of stuff that was going on and I also had to like focus on that as well. But for sure, like the Japanese food there, it's really good. They do have like big servings though. I will definitely say that. Because I remember I had a cousin who went there. I don't know if it was in the Kansai region, but I believe he did um, visit there before. He said that the servings are big, but you'll still like be full. It's like reasonable and stuff. So I just like, it just came to me. But like if you see pictures of like the udon, um, the ramen and all that, you see that it's like, you may think that it's, oh, it's just like normal size. You could get that kind of portion here in America. But it's a little bit bigger than that, but um, here, but or, or in Japan, I mean, but mm -hmm. yeah. Hmm. That's interesting that their portions are, um, like you said, that they're big. Um, but okay, so my next question is going to be, what was your favorite, the fa like your favorite food that you had there, your favorite meal? Well, um, I'm a noodle person, which is quite obvious. I think the ramen was pretty good. You know, I like the karagi, and I also like the udon there. Um, I'm not entirely into soba too much. I've tried it, but it just never really, really um, piqued my interest. But I, I'm more into the, the udon, and then I like the ramen. They're both really good. 
What was like your favorite little snack that you had there? Like if there, if you had any like street food or anything like that. So unfortunately, we didn't have the chance to try a lot of street food. I have a family member who was a nurse, and I'm giving him a little shout out right now to just thanking him for helping us with the navigating as to get to to and from where we were going. We didn't do street foods. Um, he was trying to keep us a little bit um safe from the. I'm not trying to say that the street food there is kind of dangerous or anything. That's not true. It's just we didn't really have plans to also try street food.、Mm-hmm. But we um, I think for the sake of our health and the fact that we're not really familiar with a lot of the things there, um, he also kind of just wanted us to. He wanted to protect us. He wanted to. Um, he didn't really want us to um try street food as well. But I like rice crackers, and obviously I can get it here, but. I kind of favor the taste of it. I think maybe because of the strong taste of soy sauce, because I grew up eating、mm-hmm. rice and soy sauce as a kid. So that's something that I did like. But yeah.、Hmm. Um. So I just wanted to ask because obviously, whenever you travel somewhere, um, like obviously we have like you know some Japanese food here, like ramen. You can get udon here. You can even get okonomiyaki. Um, all of that good stuff here. But obviously. We're not in Japan, and we're a little further, so the exact ingredients, like they're not gonna have the exact ingredients. And like whenever you travel somewhere, I feel like the food always tastes different, even if it's the same thing.、Um, did you find that with like trying ramen and stuff like that, like things that you already had over here? Did you think they tasted different over there? Um, so I'm still practicing how to use my tongue when it comes to tasting things, because the reason I say that is because I feel like. When I was there,、um, when I tried the ramen, when I was in Dotonbori and the karagi, it was it was salty, a little bit saltier than I'm familiar with compared、mm-hmm. to here. But then I recently just had some ramen, and that's also salty too. So、mm-hmm. to sum it up, it kind of tastes the same thing. But it also depends. I don't know exactly what do they put in their ingredients, what ingredients in the brands that they use to make the ramen or to make the udon taste really good. I my attitude is really just the amount of like、mm-hmm. tasting things and seeing like if they taste good or not that kind of thing. So I couldn't really tell the difference. <laughs> so unfortunately, I have um like I said, I am by far practicing how to use my tongue some more when it comes to tasting stuff. But in the end,、mm-hmm. it's I, I was、fine. just gonna、We're、say un- at least it's、yeah. it still tastes good. <laughs> I'm not trying to say it tastes bad or one or one is better than the other. But I I will say they both、yeah. still taste good. But Getting back to you know we're still part of the it's still unqualified culinary critics. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. That's why we're unqualified. <laughs> okay, well, my last question is: Do you have any tips or tricks for people who want to travel there? Like anything that you think they should be on the lookout or prepare themselves for, or anything like that? Of course, I would say the first thing is know where you want to go when you are before you make your trip. In terms of like saving your money and trying to be practical with yourself, <laughs> stick to one region that you think you want to go to more, and then you can always come back again to explore another part if that's something that、um, you might find helpful for yourself. Because you don't want to be overwhelmed like I was. I wanted to do Tokyo, and then I wanted to go to Osaka and all that, but. They're two different areas, but of course within the same country. But in regards to、um, staying within a certain area, if you feel that you just want to stick to one thing for right now, then you know you can just、um, 
do that so that it'll quell the the inundation of like, oh, I can, you know. Of course, do your research as to where you're going to in terms of like attract like attractions. I did my research about Manu Park and I was aware that the walk is far. I was uh, my family member told me that and then um know what source of transportation you're also going to be taking. Throughout my stay in uh, in the Kansai region, I took a train. That's my main source of transportation. I didn't take a taxi, I didn't take a bus, I didn't take rideshare, etc. All of that was by train. With the exception of a plane, which is how I had to get to and from Japan. So train is really useful. It's very um very affordable, very um convenient for a lot of people. A lot of people there take it to get to to and from where they need to go. So that's something really nice. And then in regards to trains, get a prepaid card with you. Like when you land, get a card. Um, I can't really um describe it too well, but do some research about the trains that you want to take. Because it's going to really make a huge difference in regards to where you want to go for your attractions. And then when you figure out the line and the trains that you want to take, get a card and put some money in it ahead of time. Because if you're going to be going to a certain destination and then you're kind of in a hurry and you just want to buy for um, that trip, you might be um, encountering some some issues in in terms of punctu- punctuality, in terms of like being there on time, I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it may be inconvenient. So, of course, get a prepaid card. And um, expect to walk a lot when you're there. The way that I was able to explore and see Japan was by foot. So I would say to please bring some comfortable shoes. And then don't be afraid to like open your mind with trying new restaurants like new local restaurants and then or whether new or old you know whether it's there or not or the active ones i mean don't be afraid to try local restaurants because like you, you'll know a lot about fast foods and they're also getting their their hype in that but local restaurants they're they're working a little bit harder with trying to keep their business active and trying to make a living doing what they love to do as well try all kinds of foods out there don't be like um don't be like me when it comes to Oh, I just want to try like, the famous stuff that Japan is known for when you can like do your research and um, try dishes like, um, what's the dish that you mentioned, um, Victoria? Okonomiyaki. Yes, the okonomiyaki? Yes. Okay, like like this dish as well. Because um, it'll um, also help you kind of gain more awareness as to like, Japan doesn't not only serve like, it's not only known for... Um, their ramen, their udon, etc., their kobe beef, etc. It's also known for dishes like the okonomiyaki or um, the takoyaki. Japan is also known for not tipping, which is something that's like a custom. It's kind of considered rude to tip, so please don't tip when you're there. And um, they don't really have a lot of um, trash cans with them, so if you have trash with you, just keep it with you. Don't litter, please. And the last thing that I would say is... Um, Please, I totally, totally recommend visiting Japan. It's so beautiful. It's so nice. I want to go towards like the more northern Japan. So like I want to see Tokyo and then maybe take a train to Hokkaido or take a plane there. So we'll see what happens here and there. I did mention I want to see um, Kyoto and I also want to see some other places there in, um, in the Kansai region. But I feel like that might be two separate trips in the future. But that's um, just thoughts that I have and... Yeah, that's pretty much my takeaways and my additional unconfirmed plans about um, 
Japan, but it's so it's it's just so it's really beautiful, very scenic, very um peaceful, and I really like it. It's it's beautiful. So thank you, thank you very much, Japan, for showing me and accommodating my family, myself, with just everything that you have to offer, and just it, everything is just so beautiful. We really loved it there. So thank you, thank you for being awesome. All right, you're just making me more excited for hopefully one day I get to go and I get to experience all that in person too. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today and listening to this very special episode. Um, you guys make sure to follow us at Unqualified Culinary Critics on Instagram and then on Twitter, U-N-Q-C-U-L-C-R-I-T. And then please let us know in the comments if you've been wanting to go to Japan or not and then what you're most excited to see. Um, or if you have already gone, what was the best thing you saw? What was the best thing you ate? Just let us know. All of that good stuff. Okay, thank you so much. Bye.